Ryan Murphy from The Gamers Inn, here to introduce the finale to our The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast series. I hope you've been enjoying these. John and I had a great time recording and it's been good to finally discuss the game without holding back on spoilers. In this episode, we cover the final portion of the game, which picks up, from my estimates, about a year from the theater confrontation between Ellie and Abby. We discuss the events that took place in Santa Barbara, our thoughts on the ending, and where the series can go from here. If you've been enjoying these deep dive conversations from the Gamers Inn, we have a Patreon goal that promises monthly specials similar to what we've been offering here. Please check out patreon.com slash thegamersinn if you're interested, and I'll have some more details at the end of our special. Without further delay, well, okay, maybe a little bit of a delay as I read the title here, but welcome back to The Gamers Inn Presents, Ryan and John talking about The Last of Us Part Two. the end of the whole altercation like they basically go their separate ways and you come into what i what many players might have thought was was an epilogue section to a certain extent where you you flash back everyone's back home you're at the farm uh, well you're at a farm uh that dina and ellie are living at uh jesse's uh baby i think what do they call her they call the baby uh jj jj yeah, which I I like to think I don't know if this is true, but I like to think that it's because Dina wanted to name it after Jesse and uh, Ellie wanted to name it after Joel. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So would it be like, is it just JJ or is it Jesse Joel, and they just <laughs> they just <laughs> I, shrink I, her down? Could be yeah, Jesse Joel, Joel Jesse. Could just be JJ. I don't I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but it makes perfect sense. And at this farm, for very much, you're thinking like, this is a typical Naughty Dog epilogue from the Uncharted games, where it's like, this is the happy ending. But as we all know, in The Last of Us, there's no such thing as a happy ending. And they, 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 they string you along a little bit, you know, and then you get to the point where Tommy shows up. And you see Tommy talking to Dina and you come in and you have this conversation. And, and Tom, that's when you first learn that Tommy's alive, you know, forever changed. Like he's, uh, he's, he's limping and he's missing an eye. But uh, he says, like, look, I've been putting feelers out and uh, I know where Abby is and I can't do it. I need you to go do it. You said you'd kill her and you haven't yet. And I think like that really shows that Tommy, Tommy has never recovered from Joel's death. And Dina's like, well, Abby, you, you can't go. Like, you've got a life now. Abby let you live twice. Like, she's not going to come back looking for you. Like, we can, we can build this life, but we know that Ellie's struggling with this because we we get to actually experience that PTSD of her living through Joel's death again and again, thinking that killing Abby will will solve that problem. But what did you think of the farm and that and that setup and how it quickly turns from maybe a happy ending epilogue to Nope, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Um, for one thing, for Tommy, who's just been, you know, Tommy is like if a red shirt on Star Trek 
by the end of the series was, you know, like the commander of the ship. Like when Tommy's introduced in part one, I think, well, there's your sensitive, you know, like there's your heartbreaking death. Joel's going to lose his brother. Like he shows up with a I'm going to die T-shirt on, basically. (laughs) And then he even has a moment where he's like, you go ahead. You know, he's got the I'll sacrifice myself for everybody moment. But then he saves Joel uh, from the the soldier that kills Joel's daughter and and shoots Joel. And then he pops back up again. And then, you know, every every time something goes wrong, you're like, well, this is it for Tommy. And he he just keeps living. And it's become kind of like an endearing quality to him that like Tommy's kind of reliable in a way that Joel, even Joel isn't like, you know, you think, oh, Joel might survive this initial altercation, but Tommy certainly isn't going to when you know the WLF find him. And, uh, you know, I spent most of two expecting to find Tommy dead at some point. And every time we turned up on him, he was fine. Like, even when he fights directly with, with Abby, he kills one of her friends and he makes it out. Like, he, he survives. And he's not that much worse off for it. And he, he as a result you know you find out tommy's there and it's this moment of pure joy because like when he got shot and he gets shot in the head like when he got shot i was like gosh dang it like all this all this to just die here like he's dodged so many bullets and then it's this moment that finally catches up to him i was so bummed and then you're so happy to see him alive and then you just realize how ugly revenge has made him. You find out his wife has left him. They're, they're on a break, as he says, but, you know, you kind of know. Um, and that he's now, like, going after Ellie to be his instrument of revenge. And even though she ultimately is complicit in it and goes along with it, Like, you're just so mad at him. You're like, she's got the life she wants. Back off, dude. Go away. And here he is doing it, and it's such a hard turn for a character like that. You're so sad to see what he's gone through and where he's wound up. Like, in a lot of ways, he's had it harder than Joel. Like, Joel got tortured, yes, and is dead, yes. But it's over for Joel. Tommy... Like he also did some bad shit, but things caught up with him in a in a real bad way by the end of this game. Yeah, they 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 do this so masterfully where Tommy survives to to send Ellie out yet again on this path of revenge, even though she has um, a life with with her you know her partner as well as this brand new baby boy and and the farm and the animals and the dog and all that she's got it and she's safe you know for a certain you know because she's the wf are gone the seraphites are gone uh she doesn't know that but they're gone and abby has given up and left for the second time so you know she's she's effectively quote-unquote safe within this world uh, for the most part, but yet this person shows up and sends her on this path and she just can't ignore this call uh, to go out and, and, and commit this this act. 
and and again sending her on this immense journey you know because santa barbara is not next door to wyoming or wherever jackson is again i looked it up it's it's quite the distance (laughs) like she goes on a like a half a year journey what i would expect right i i mean it's pretty far i did look it up uh from from jackson to seattle uh and that was about 900 miles little under it's hard to say how they would get there you know would they ride across roads would it be you know through the wilderness what but it's about 900 miles and uh i don't know how close she is to jackson in the farm they kind of leave it ambiguous but i would say she's close because there's implications that they get visitors from jackson which you know makes me think they're not spending weeks riding there you know but uh in getting to santa barbara there's uh if you go through her notebook she talks about going past las vegas and having to go around las vegas because apparently vegas is completely overrun and uh terrifying (laughs) and so um there's some interesting bits about her trip in her journal and yeah it takes a real long time Mm -hmm. yeah it and and again you you so ellie sets off on that journey and then you're once again placed in control of abby uh with abby and lev looking for traces of fireflies in santa barbara so once ellie leaves you immediately make that switch and it's kind of this final part of the game which you you do get the sense like okay this is gonna wrap up fairly quick like they move quite quickly and abby and lev find the this house constance 2425 and supposedly there's a firefly base there and and they do find the base and they make contact with which with i believe were the fireflies um and there's a quick back and forth it's you can't confirm that the fireflies but i got the sense that they were like they acted genuinely interested and surprised when abby mentioned that she was the daughter of uh the doctor at the salt lake city base right and and this is one of those few moments that is that glimmer of hope even though you know ellie's on the warpath right so even though you're thinking oh man abby's gonna abby and lev are gonna get to the fireflies maybe there's some hope for humanity here the fireflies have a new plan they've regrouped in santa barbara or catalina island and maybe maybe there's some future here for humanity with with what's going on but back of your head you know ellie's gunning for her and then she steps out of that house and you get that like unavoidable combat moment yeah <laughs> with, the, with the rattlers the rattlers the rattlers yeah, the rattlers as a friggin' wwe superstar who apparently <laughs> survived the uh the apocalypse and is now just I thought he was going to be like the big boss of it. And he ends up getting taken out pretty easy. But I was like, oh, my gosh, freaking dog. The bounty hunter just showed up. <laughs> Punch an Abby. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird altercation where it's over pretty quick in, in the cutscene, and you get captured. And uh, it they they do allude to these Rattlers being like the gang that took over the area. And um, so so that like I get the sense that Abby and Lev being captured is is earlier on than when Ellie so when Ellie gets there we quickly we it feels as though it could be a moment happening in tandem where Abby and Lev get captured as Ellie is arriving uh in Santa Barbara um 
and and as you traverse through, you're introduced to the Rattlers as Ellie, and you're then taking them on, and there's a back and forth between infected in these areas and and fighting the Rattlers, and the idea is that you know, so you find, I think you, so you you hurt yourself as Ellie, so you're you're bleeding, you're you're failing, so there's this telegraph of like, okay, this isn't going to go well for Ellie. Already, we're seeing the repercussions of going on this path of revenge. Yeah, I was. I was a hundred percent prepared to be like coming to terms with like, all right, I've already had to come to terms with the fact that Joel went out via golf club. And now I'm going to have to come to terms with the fact that Ellie is going out via tree branch. So <laughs> let's, let's keep going, but I'm a hundred percent certain she's going to bleed out. Yeah. I was also prepared and, um, was getting some Tomb Raider vibes. It's the same exact injury from the Tomb Raider, uh, reboot where she falls on like a, like a tree or, or maybe in Tomb Raider was a piece of rebar. She got walking deaded or whatever. But anyways, um, you, as Ellie, you're, you're failing, you're, you're hurting yourself and, uh, you're, you're pushing forward because of, of this path to revenge. And you discover from the Rattlers, you tortured one of them and you're like, where's the big, the big girl, where's Abby? I'm I'm looking for Abby. She might be traveling with a, with a, with a child with scars on her, on their face. And, uh, and the the obviously he gives he gives her the location she kills him and then you have this altercation with the rattlers at their compound and as you said i was thinking okay are they going to introduce like another faction but really these are the uh the many leaderless well some of the leaderless uh groups of bad guys that you experience in the first game there's a lot of those like leaderless groups of just bad folks right these are these are bad people which i will say and uh, one of the criticisms i have seen is uh people saying like for a game that's trying to paint that there are good people on all sides that people are just people and no one's inherently good and no one's inherently evil to then culminate with a group that just seems to be evil is a little weird um i think that criticism's probably fair but also maybe trying to take on a nuanced approach to the group at the very, very end would just be more time consuming and unnecessary. But I, I have heard that criticism and I think there's a lot of fairness to it. Yeah, I've heard that as well. And I think, um, I think the there's fairness to it, but at the end of the day, like they needed to wrap this, they, at this point they needed to wrap it up and, and to try to, and I think they do, they do try to introduce um, a little bit of the the good. The good isn't in the group of of the like the, the group's all bad, but there is this. Um, they're they're basically uh, uh, they they like take people as slaves, right? So you're you're coming in, and I'm I'm doing this. In, I'm doing these encounters, and I'm like, okay, they're slave traders. They've got Abby as a prisoner. We're gonna have to save her to kill her, and. <laughs> I'm going through the motions of taking out all these these slavers and and realizing like yeah okay yeah we're going to the prison cells we're having a conversation with these with these prisoners of like where's Abby it's like oh she fought back and we they they put her on the they call them the stocks or something down on the beach or the pillars rather yeah and then not only are you having to break in to rescue her you're having to break in to rescue her from an execution that is slowly happening. And, and 
you as the character, you, you as the player and the character Ellie must be realizing this uh, as you're walking down that beach, right? <laughs> like you can't, and, and you see that in her actions as she's finally finds Abby and literally rescues her, takes her off the pillars, right? And, and literally rescues her. And you're thinking to yourself like, okay, clearly we can't go forward with this. Like you, you must be having this realization now that you, you maybe you saved your humanity here by, by saving Abby. And she, and she does because uh, there's no conversation. There's no, Hey, I want to talk about it. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's you and I uh, figure this out. She sees what has become of Abby and cuts her down and then sees Abby's reaction to trying to get Lev down, who has also been strung up. And there is no conversation. She then just watches them. They say, there's an awkward, like, hey, there's boats this way. And then they all start to go. And Ellie starts to go. And she's not got her knife out stalking them. And she's not trying to be violent. And even as they get down to the boats, um, if you're holding straight forward on that stick, Abby, or I'm sorry, Ellie starts to go towards her own boat. She's not going to kill them. She has, she has realized this as well, that there is no point to this at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until, and then the game basically culminates with this, this fight where, Ellie realizes changes her mind because she does go. She goes to her own boat. She loads her own boat, and then I don't know if there's like a quick, you know, flash of what happened to Joel. There is a couple of like useful flashbacks um, in these moments, and I think we see Joel dying. A couple. I I can't remember if it was at that moment, but she does change her mind. Yeah, I think she's while she's loading the boat, she winces because she's. Uh, she's reopened her wound. She got punched directly in the wound at one point. And she puts her hand over it and she pulls back and she sees the blood. And I think you have a flashback to her going down the stairs to the room where Joel died. But I don't know if you actually see him again in that moment. But you just, it's that realization of like, I'm still not over this. Like, she's, she's literally trying to put it behind her right now and she's in the middle of having a flashback to that moment again and she turns around and says i can't let you leave yeah which is heartbreaking and uh abby says no i'm not doing this we're leaving we're not doing this and then ellie and to the point where abby is working around ellie like she is ignoring ellie at this point like oh really you came all this way and you still want to fight like what did you go through to get here can you not you need to move on. Like, really, you're you're bleeding out. You're dying in front of us, like we are, and we need to get out of here. Um, because no, no matter how thorough you are in that area, there's there's a war going on behind you as as the prisoners are fighting against their uh, their captors, and you Ellie ends up putting a knife to Lev and saying, "No, you're going to fight me," basically forcing her, forcing Abby to fight Ellie. And that fight is, uh, it's, it's a bunch, so gameplay-wise, it's a bunch of button prompts, um, I, I think. I'm trying to remember back. Again, it's a blur because it's like, it's not something you want to do. 
it's, yeah. it, you don't want to fight Abby at this. You're you're as a player realizing like this is this is not worth it. What are you doing? But in order to progress, you have to you have to do the button prompts. And uh, I think at, like there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth. Um, Ellie loses two fingers, which is pretty jarring. And then uh, you're you're basically holding. Uh, I think there's like a knife portion, which was pretty pretty gruesome as well where you're like trying to stab abby someone described it as a, a saving private ryan moment kind of yeah you're slowly sliding the knife into her yeah while she yells and then then eventually just trying to hold her head underwater and drown her mm-hmm. and in that moment you get a brief flash of joel on a porch you don't understand where that memory is coming from but you understand it was a happier time and Ellie decides not to kill Abby. She rolls off her. They both huff and puff and cough. And and Ellie says, go, just leave. You need to leave. And Abby gets in the boat and and leaves. And that's the last you see of, of Abby and, and Lev as they, they go off into the, I say sunset, but not really. It's more the fog. They, they just drive off in their boat. Um... And then you get that final flashback of uh, kind of what would have been one of the last, I think it's the night before they go, it's the night, I'm trying to place it. It's but It's the night of the party. So this would be just before, so Joel pushed uh, Seth at the party. They had their big fight. Joel went home and then Abby or Ellie stopped by on her way before she went to bed and talked with him. And so these would be their final moments together, besides seeing him on the ground, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in that moment, I mean, we've already talked a bit about it, but in that moment, Joel says, if I was given a second chance, I'd do it all over again in terms of saving you. And Ellie says, like, I'll never be able to forgive you for that, but I'd like to try. And that memory is the reason Ellie kind of stops herself in her tracks and doesn't kill Abby, but also makes the entire game, especially part one where you're playing as as Ellie, just all the more tragic because you realize the reason Ellie is so pissed off is because she was just on the verge of getting back that relationship she had with Joel and Ellie. They were going to work it out. As you said, they were going to have movie night. They were going to try to move past it. And that was taken from her like that that future she was looking for because she couldn't be the savior of humanity, but at least she could live a life with her, her adopted father and have that relationship, but it was taken away from her. Right. And it's just, it's all the more tragic at the, at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the, the final, final moment of the return home uh, to find that she's, lost everything uh and that quite literally her worst fears have come true because uh one of the bigger moments in last of us one is um she says that her greatest fear is being alone and she arrives back to the farmhouse and finds dina has packed up and left and she has all her stuff confined to one room and she is now all by herself and even the guitar, her connection to Joel, uh, which she played frequently throughout this, 
she can no longer properly play on account of the fingers she's missing. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty somber ending. Like it, it's similar, unsimilar to the first one, which had this glimmer of hope in that, like, okay, Joel and Ellie can at least live on and and have that continue their, you know, their father daughter relationship, which was which was um the only some of the only light moments in in that first game but in the second one you're left thinking like wow she really has lost everything she's survived and she's she's regained her humanity but like where do we go from here that is hopeful for this character we love and um the only thing the only thing i'll say is there's there's this theory I, and I don't know if you've seen it out there in that when she leaves the farm the first time, she leaves the trust bracelet uh, that Dina gave her on the counter, right? And then in that final moment when she returns to the farm, she has the bracelet on. Uh, obviously, that could be grasping at straws and thinking she went back to Jack. Like Dina grabbed the bracelet, took it back with her to Jackson, and. Ellie went back to Jackson first, reconnected with Dina, has the bracelet, and then just went to, you know, conclude things at the farm. But, I mean, you could look at it both ways and say she just has that bracelet to remember Dina by, and Dina has wants nothing to do with her, and Ellie is alone. Like, it's it's so, without a part three, without a, a sequel to this game, we might never know. And depending on your reaction to this story, you might think, no, Ellie's alone. Or you might think, maybe, possibly. Ellie comes back and, you know, reconnects with Dina. I mean, it's a really sad ending and it can be, it can be made even sadder depending on how you interpret it, I guess. Um, which, which brings us into where we should probably conclude things is like, where do we go from here? Do they end it? Is this, is this uh, a full story part one and two, or in your opinion, do you, do you think they try to go further with, with Ellie's story or maybe even Abby's story? Yeah, it's really it's really hard to say. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like don't the don't the characters deserve a a break, you know, like Joel and Ellie had years together that we only got to see a brief window into um before things went sour and then, you know, eventually the events that led to his death. And I think about Ellie and I I did hear the theory about, you know, her having the bracelet on and did that mean she went back to Jackson and and is now just going to kind of leave the past behind and I think that's maybe a little more hopeful than I would give. I do think the ending has some hope to it because I think that her flashback to Joel and the statement of I don't know if I can ever forgive you for what you did, but I'm willing to try. I think it's very easy to look at that and say, oh, that applies to Abby, because she thinks of that right before she lets her go. But I think that statement could just as easily apply to Ellie forgiving herself. And I think that statement could also apply to a hopeful Ellie hoping that Dina would feel that way about her. That here's Joel, a person she loves and knows loves her, and this is where their relationship wound up. If she and Dina love each other, is it possible that they could find that same thing? And 
can she can she possibly find that and i i think that the hopeful romantic part of my brain says you know maybe that's what that means and maybe she is on her way back to jackson or you know maybe she's going to try and find that way to forgive herself and then who knows where she goes from there uh i talked about it one of the few people i could talk about with it was my girlfriend who was absolutely adamant that under no circumstances in a million years should dina ever even entertain the thought of forgiving ellie um and so she certainly doesn't have the same uh, hopeful uh, thoughts that I do. But um, it is a bit dour. And it is Ellie losing almost everything. Everything but her life, essentially. And she was looking for a meaning and a purpose to her life. And in the process, she lost everything that gave her life meaning and purpose. And so. I think her story, I kind of want to be done. I mean, sure, I'm curious about it. But kind of like what we talked about early on, that's a curious thing. That's a question that could be answered. But is there a game to it? And the only other part that I would add is that when you load up the game, the loading screen is a boat drifting in water. And you don't know what it means until the very end of the game. And that's the boat that um, Ellie is going to get into to sail away. And at the very end, the loading screen or the, you know, the menu screen changes. And a lot of people, myself included, until I looked it up online, misunderstand the purpose of the second loading screen because the uh, rattler base is in this where they keep prisoners is described as this big round uh building and that's what's being shown but i guess it has been confirmed and a lot of people have pointed out that catalina island which is where the fireflies supposedly have relocated that it has a building that looks exactly like that and you see a boat on the shore, and what they're actually showing you is that Lev and Abby made it to Catalina Island. And it's very pretty, and the sun is rising, and that that's your hope, is that these characters made it, maybe they'll find the fireflies. And I do think that I would be more interested, I want answers about Ellie, but I would be more interested in where uh abby goes from here than, yeah. than abby. i think i think we and i i look back to the first one and, and my feelings of like oh they could make a sequel and they could do but i never anticipated this being the story but it totally makes sense when you complete it because it is very much a part two and i think you can do a part three based on what you just said with the thread hanging that the fireflies are still out there and if they hold the same vision they had before in saving humanity abby knows that ellie's alive ellie's immune there may be other doctors out there again like that's probably my the hopeful side of it but maybe there is more story to this where you the third game is you controlling abby and lev 
and you're learning what happens with the Fireflies and their new mission, and they're now the good guys, and you're playing as as Fireflies, and maybe Ellie has nothing to do with it. Maybe Ellie's story is done outside of maybe a maybe a couple comics or something that comes out kind of illustrating it. But I get the sense that you know Druckmann and his narrative team, they've I, unless they have some grand idea that that requires Ellie to be a part of it, like Ellie's story might be complete, you know. Yeah. I, would, I and and then even if it isn't, and they and they bring her back, and it's uh, do we really want them to bring her back in the story? Because we know <laughs> what they do when they bring back characters, in the sense that it, yeah, like what journey is Ellie going to go on that would necessitate the type of gameplay? that is present in these games outside of survival. And I thought maybe, maybe it's another, con- uh, another, you know, journey across the country where, you know, Abby and Lev are working with the fireflies and they're like, okay, we could, we figured out this way to develop this vaccine. We got to find Ellie and it's a journey across the country. Then you find Ellie and she's at this point where her life is like, yeah, let's do it. Cause that's what she would have said in, <laughs> in the first game. But again, that just feels too easy and not what they would do. Right, their stories are a little more complicated than, you know, well, we got to go get the the vaccine from the person, you know. Um, If I, I'm going to put on a tinfoil hat real quick. Okay. It's really just a tinfoil hat about a time I put on a tinfoil hat. But uh, Ellie bites Abby at one point, and I don't know why, but it's stuck in my head, and I was like, is that going to mean something? (laughs) Like, I was, I was really certain that the fact that Ellie bit Abby while I was playing the game, I was like, it's going to mean something, right? It's going to, it's going to be, she, cause she's infected. She has the spores on her brain. By all accounts, she is an infected person. True. And I was, I was very like, what's that mean? What's that mean for Abby? Is she going to like slowly turn? Is she going to turn into something else? Is she now immune? Like I had all these grand ideas of what the fact that Ellie bit Abby was going to mean and didn't mean anything. It just meant that she bit her. But I was like, I was like, I'm on to you. Something's going on. Something's going on here. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, here's what I do know. For sure. I want to play more games in this world. I just uh, that also have this sort of gameplay because I think this game really nailed it on the gameplay front. I just don't know if the story is there to continue Abby or Ellie's story. Yeah, no, I think that's a it's a very valid point, and I know based on interviews, uh, they've said they're not they don't have an idea for part three. They're not thinking about part three. They're really just trying to recover from making part two. And yeah, but that, um, but then you think about how sequels work and you see how popular this game was and how many millions of copies it sold. How do you not make a part three? But like they made Uncharted 4, but they made Uncharted 4 after they finished, you know, Nathan Drake's journey from one through three. But they made four because they came up with a story that felt the, the need to revisit and they told a different type of story. I, do I think there won't be another Last of Us game? No, I think there will be some sort of experience in the Last of Us universe. It's too popular to to sort of just let go dormant. But is it going to be a continuation of any of these stories? I don't know. But I, I'm glad I'm not the person who has to write that story because I, I feel like it would be 
after A going after A trying to write a story, a follow up to the first one, and B going through what they've probably gone through with the reception of this story, I'd be very reluctant to try to be. All right, let's try to do a part three. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, let's do it, guys. <sighs> but I don't know. Maybe that's a fun challenge. Maybe that's exactly what they want. Maybe, maybe it is. And uh, anyways. We have gone quite a bit. I mean, just like The Last of Us Part Two, this is probably the longest <laughs> spoiler cast we've done. Um, uh, so I will I will end it there, and we've we've pretty much taken you on a journey through the entire game. And I'll remind folks you can go to patreon.com slash the gamers in to support uh, the gamers in. Every dollar goes back into the show. So we really do appreciate the support. Uh, but before we jet for realsies, John, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, I don't want to take up too much more of the listeners' time, so I will just say follow me on Twitter, at John underscore Jagger. There you can find all the shows that I'm getting up to um, that you can listen to, Azeroth Roundtable Core, and there will be dungeons. And that's uh, that's me. Perfect. Well, definitely jump in our Discord if you want to talk about uh, The Last of Us Part 2 or, or any game, really, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at JossPlays, myself at rmurphy, and John at John underscore Jagger, as he just said. And don't forget to follow at, uh, the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying with us at The Gamers Inn. That was three hours, and we hope you enjoyed it. That wraps up our special series for The Last of Us Part 2. I hope you enjoyed our thoughts and discussions on the game. We had a lot of fun sharing them. Big thanks to John for joining me on this journey. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at John underscore Jagger. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you want to see more special deep dives from The Gamers Inn, be sure to go to patreon.com slash thegamersinn and become a patron. We have a goal set up for Inside the Game, which is our special episodes that deep dive on a special game a month. We even let the patrons choose the game. Thank you for listening, and hope you enjoyed The Gamers Inn Presents Ryan and John Talking About The Last of Us Part 2.